Alright, what is up guys? Welcome back. Prem Lads, episode 8. Almost at that big 10-0, 1.0. Oh, we're almost there. Almost in the double digits. Yep. So, we just witnessed... A crazy game. The Prem Lads Derby. The only Prem Lads Derby we'll get this... This season at least. This season, since we started Prem Lads. I say suffice to say it was was an eventful Prem Lads Derby. You you want to break you want to start this off seeing as it's you know it's more important about the game was more important to you than it was to Chelsea I would say even though it was important to Chelsea so you might as well take yeah, it yeah and off. just to explain to any new listeners we may have gotten over these edit eight episodes we've got George a Chelsea fan me myself that's right I am a Liverpool fan and those teams played today Liverpool came away with a two 0 victory at yeah. Anfield I mean this was basically the last big hurdle for yeah. Liverpool yeah yeah no to it clear. was and you cleared it with. with but how many games are left? This is their what? this was their toughest fixture left, and they took care of business. Mo Salah, Mo Salah is back. Yep, he's back. He's back. That without a doubt. That second goal, absolute screamer. It came out of nothing. Basically, no one, yeah, yeah, he was he was great today. He was threatening down the right side the entire match, and that goal. I mean, Kepa maybe should have done better. Sure, but maybe. To, but to, to be fair, like it, no one really saw it coming. Salah was just like saw this tiny little opportunity, and he was like, "Screw it, I'm going for it." Yeah, he's full of confidence again. Yeah. It's great to watch right now. Mane again as well. Got Mane a goal. from Jordan Henderson assist. Henderson yeah. loves to step up against Chelsea. So Liverpool did get it done. Nil-nil at halftime. Wasn't really sure what was going to happen. Yeah, I was I a little worried, but I was, the second half rolled around. Yeah, and it was it was interesting, the lineups as well. Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi were starting. Which I like a lot. Yeah, no, I, I liked it like as well. It too, yeah, yeah and it, but it, one thing that was disappointing was Sarri had put Hazard in the false nine. And we all know what happened last time. We played a big team with the false nine. It was 6-0. So I was a little bit sketched out at the beginning. I was like, oh, God, maybe this is just another 6-0. But I was actually overall pleased with the way we played. We just didn't get the opportunities. There was that spot after... After Salah's goal, there was like multiple opportunities where Hazard could have scored. Yeah, he In hit fact, the post. Yeah, he hit the post. Gorgeous a, play. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, so, you know, I'm a little disappointed. But I, I always had mixed emotions about this game, Chad, because I really don't want City to win. I've made that very clear on the show. So this game was always going to be like an emotional dilemma for me. But at the end of the day, you know, I'd prefer it. You know, if Chelsea had won 2-0... I would be kind of probably be seeing sitting here being almost a little bit depressed almost because you know City are going to go and would would have gone on to win, they might still win. I don't know how how are you feeling well, about this Chelsea, title race? Well, a Chelsea now? win still would have greatly helped your top four yeah, chances. Yeah. I don't think you would have been too too depressed. Yeah, sure. I mean, but I'm I'm th- I'm thinking that if the only realistic way now we get Champions League is if we win this freaking. Europa League, which I honestly, looking at what teams are left, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect that, but we'll see. You definitely we'll see. got a real chance. Yeah. So as, as far as Liverpool go, it's just so uncomfortable that it's out of our hands. Yeah. Like all you got to do is just keep winning. If Liverpool win their last four, or I think that's how many games are left. If Liverpool win out and City also win out, that would just be so depressing. Yeah, that'd be such an anticlimactic way to. It would all come down to the, It would all come down to Liverpool's mid-season slip yeah. instead of a late-game slip, yeah. as it was. I mean, the good news for you guys is. City have an extremely busy week coming up. Yeah. They're playing Spurs twice in a week, and they have two more opportunities where we can realistically assume that they might drop points, which is they're hosting Spurs on Saturday, and then they're playing exactly 10 days from now. They're playing at Old Trafford against United. So those are the only chances that Liverpool could hope for. But the good news for you guys is you don't really have any other big teams to play outside of the outside of the 
outside of the league. No, I mean Wolves will be tough on the last day, but that's basically that's the true. biggest challenge. That's true. Yeah, ma- ma- imagine if it comes down to the Wolves game. <laughs> that would be hype. Well, I can just hope it does come down yeah, to the true. end because I don't know if City's dropping points. Yeah. That's the difficult part. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah. Speaking of City, that they actually played as well today, didn't they? Early, the earlier fixture, they beat Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park three one. It was kind of a frustrating game to watch for everyone but City fans because it's just annoying the way they always find a way to get the points, get the win. Because there was a moment where they looked like they weren't going to win. Um, yeah, what were your thoughts on that game as a Liverpool fan? Well, it was... I mean, it's expected. Liverpool, excuse me. City didn't slip up as we may have hoped. Yeah, we, I'm pretty sure we both predicted they would not get three points. Well, no, I said they would because I was being cynical, remember? I said City would hammer them 3-0. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a hammering. Piles played pretty well. Yeah. Maybe that's the mindset to play if one is trying to predict matches for City is just be cynical. Yeah. Because well, they're always going to find an annoying way to score. Raheem Sterling got two. Yep. Two, one was nice. Yep. Two, you're, was... You, I get why you're a hater, but it's hard for me to hate. He just comes up with the goods every time. And we had that debate earlier about who you would take, Mane or... or or Sterling. For me, it's got to be Sterling because he used to be that guy that would miss crazy chances. But this season, Mane's missed more. But he's still been amazing. I'm not saying he did. I know. What I know. Did. This is. I want to hear what our listeners think too. But this is like my favorite Premier League question yeah. right now. It's like, who do you want, Sterling or Mane? If you have one spot in your eleven, I think it's such a close call. But yeah, Sterling did get two goals today. Mila Vojevic on Palace, another goal. Yeah, to he be was your player of the week. A few weeks ago. Yeah, he got another goal. He's on, what, like 12 goals now this season? Yeah, thanks to Bernardo Silva pushing the wall. Yeah, yeah, that was really weird. What do you think was going through Silva's head there? Because he basically was looked like he was shoving his teammate out of the way to create space in the wall. I don't know. Whatever (laughs) happened, somehow Milivojevic knew he was going to do it and found the spot to tuck it in the corner. Yeah, so overall, it was a very, very eventful Super Sunday. City and Liverpool both hang on. No huge shocks, but... But Very important day. The thing is, Saturday had some crazy, crazy games. So we'll just work our way back. Let's start with the United game. It was kind of a nervy game for United, um, but they ended up winning with courtesy of two Paul Pogba penalties. Do you have any like main... Because it was kind of a boring game, let's be honest, which is rare for the Premier League, but it was a kind of a boring game. Do you have anything that you want to say that to take out of that game? Well, it's definitely big for United. We know the fight that they're in for yeah, top four. Yeah, they're still in sixth, I believe, floundering. Yeah, I predicted that West Ham would get a draw from this. I mean, it wasn't really a different game than how a draw would feel, considering it was just two pens and West Ham's goal wasn't anything special. Mm. Well, like you said, it wasn't the most exciting game, but for United, they'll definitely take the three points and move yeah. on from here. Yeah, and I remember it, it looked like, because Felipe Anderson equalized in the 49th minute to make it 1-1, and I remember thinking, like, oh, maybe this is going to be another Old Trafford uh, bluster. But they, they did un- eventually come up with the goods. But I still am not convinced with the, the Solskjaer revolution. I still think he's a bit hyped up. And he still has a lot to prove of it for himself. So, I, yeah. I have one question about that game still before we move on. So Pogba, t- Pogba took two penalties and neither of them was a 30-second run-up. Right. Has he put that behind him for good? Because <laughs> I, I remember Le- it was Leicester on opening day when he brought that out. The 30-second penalty run-up where he's moving like an inch a minute. So... We'll see, I suppose. We'll see. Yeah, well, what about this Southampton game? I, I can't remember what you predicted, but I predicted Southampton would win 2-1. They actually ended up winning 3-1. Yeah, 
Yeah, um, good on you for being on that side. Yeah, I was, I was with Wolves. I just, I just felt that they would have after because we both predicted Wolves would have won that week, last weekend's FA Cup semi-final against um, Watford, but they didn't. I just figured after watching that game because that was the last game we watched before we made the podcast that they had a lot of wind taken out of their sails. And yeah, I, I guess I was rightly predicted that it would happen again in Southampton. It looks like Southampton are safe now. Right? Yeah. Big turnaround for Southampton. Yeah, just a few weeks ago, huge they were result. in danger. Yeah, and they played really, really well. So, hats off to Southampton and Hassenhutl and all their team. Like, they performed excellent. I excellent. think my take was that Wolves would just be pissed and come out and take their right. anger out on yeah. Southampton. That didn't really happen. I guess, I guess, you know, without hindsight, that would be a p- perfectly reasonable explanation but i guess they're 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 having a bit of a bad time this month so far pretty much i mean it's great for wolves that this is one of the worst stretches they've had all season yeah no exactly it's it's all has to be taken in context like they're they're fine like they're the the runaway stars of the best of the rest this Mm -hmm. season i would say so you know i still i wouldn't be worried if i was a wolves fan but it's still it's a reality check that they're still newcomers to the prem well yeah and for wolves a team that's had such a good season and we know they're going to play a role in next year's yeah, Premier League. You absolutely. want to end with momentum, I think. Sure. Like you no, want definitely. to carry some good momentum in the next season instead yeah. of faltering a bit down the stretch. Yeah, and if you want that Europa League as well, you've got to be yeah. willing to go fight all the way to the end. That's what the Premier League's all about. So, yeah, moving on. What about this this Fulham game? I was certainly surprised. I yeah, thought Fulham I thought Everton, Everton would win that. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a logic that I tried to use with Huddersfield when they got the relegation finally because mm. it was last week that we said goodbye to Fulham officially and yeah it's like they get relegated and now they play freely and they look good yeah. against Everton yeah and I, I remember we probably t- leaves Fulham fans asking where, yeah. this, where this has been all year no exactly I, I would be frustrated if I was a Fulham fan but I remember we were talking about this earlier last season last week sorry that when you get relegated from the Prem you and you have games to spare you either go to it one or two ways you either do what Huddersfield did this season which is just like give up all hope but I'm pretty sure they did that weeks ago or you do what Fulham do, which is say, hell yeah, you know, we've got to make the most of our time in the Premier League. It could be a while. And that's what they did against Everton today. So I was impressed. And Ryan Babel, especially, he got a goal and an assist. Yeah. We've got to give him credit. And I'm just thinking this now. This probably applies to Fulham more than Huddersfield. Like, there are players still trying out for other teams to show that they're Premier League yeah. worthy and that they deserve a spot on the team that is safe or will yeah. be promoted next season. Yeah. So that's a factor, too. True. And frustrating as it must be, to be a Fulham fan right now and know that your squad's probably going to get ransacked, I would say it would be selfish for to keep people like Sessegnon and Babel and Mitrovic in the championship. They're too good to be in the championship. So what about what about Burnley Cardiff? Burnley looked like they're fine. Yeah, it was a game that looked a lot bigger a week or two ago yeah. when it looked like this would be a fight for that mm. last relegation spot. But Burnley now with the win, also they're yeah. moving into clear safety. Cardiff, their troubles continue. Yep. We got to talk about that penalty. Yeah, Mike Dean. The penalty that wasn't. Mike Dean strikes again. Penalties, I think, would be yeah, fair to say. It was two penalties that should have been called within two ten handball, seconds yeah, of each other. Two handballs in ten seconds. I I don't think I've ever seen more pissed off manager on live TV in the Premier League than Neil Warnock at that moment. The Cardiff manager was absolutely furious with Mike Dean, and I I don't blame him. It was pretty ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he waved off two penalties, two shouts penalties. with just waved them off. Mm. The assistant calls him over and says, yo, man, this was definitely a penalty. And he's they like, talk nope. about it. They talk about it for a minute, and then he's... <laughs> or he gave the second penalty, then, like, goes, talks to his yeah. assistant. Somehow it's no penalty. It was such a weird situation. It was... Another um, just 
bad look for Mike Dean. Yeah, I would say it's pretty unprofessional for someone who's been in the game so long. It's, it's very surprising. And if that wasn't enough drama for that game, something... I wouldn't say it was dramatic, it was just plain weird. It was Chris Wood, right? With the kissing? Oh, Ashley Bourne's Ashley kissing. Bonds, I forgot yeah. about this till now, too. Yeah. yeah. What the hell was I that? Don't, dude, don't look at me. I don't know what to say. I have no explanation a bit for of man the love. events that occurred with Ashley Barnes yesterday. Yeah, there was a bit of man love involved with Ashley Barnes. Two kisses. Yeah, he one kissed. One on the forehead, one on the nose. Yeah. And, and I believe it was because it was a Cardiff player protesting about the lack of penalties, right? Or was it something else? I don't even know what it was. Point was, it was plain weird, and neither of us have ever seen anything like it. But I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was 2-0 Burnley. Yeah. Cardiff are in serious trouble. Um, and we're going to move on now to another team which are in serious trouble, and that is Brighton. They what, took, what was that? They took week? a 5-0 hammering at yeah. home from Bournemouth. And, you know, it was, it was pretty bad. It was reminiscent of the Germany-Brazil 7-1 defeat. It was that easy. Because it, it, it was easy before Knockhart got himself sent yeah. off. <laughs> it was already easy, and then Bournemouth just thrashed them from there. I'll officially put to rest my take that Bournemouth isn't the same team on the road just because they clobbered Brighton on the road. So yeah. for now, at least, I'll stop pushing that narrative. Although you could probably argue that you could put any team, you could put a championship team in that stadium against Brighton on that day, and they probably would have put five past Brighton. It was bad. Brighton were it really abysmal. was bad. Yeah, and Chris Houston, who's the, who's the long-term head, long-time head coach of Brighton, he said, without a doubt, this is the worst game I've, I've presided over for Brighton. And I can agree with him. He's a very respectable manager, and he doesn't usually say stuff unless he means it. Yeah. Well, I would say that this kind of stuff can happen over the course of a season. Brighton are definitely falling down towards dangerous territory. Right, right. But they're not... Well, they're like medium danger. If they keep this going the rest of the way, they're in trouble. Well, but they yeah. still have a sizable cushion over Cardiff. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, we're going to talk about this later in the later latter part of this uh, the episode. But they are going to be playing Cardiff next week on Tuesday, and that's going to be the the relegation battle game of the season. Yeah, it seemed like the Burnley Cardiff game yeah, would be that, no. but now it's this and instead. It, it's just like you're Brighton. You're a Brighton player, and you're getting ready for this Bournemouth game. You know that if you lose, you're going to have to win against Cardiff next week. It just shows very, not in, very encouraging mentality that they go ahead and lose 5-0 and get a man sent off. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of teams are just taking turns being the one that Cardiff is chasing. Yeah. Like it was Southampton for a while, then they pulled clear, then, then was, Burnley dropped yeah. down, they pulled clear, and now Brighton. Yeah, it looks like Cardiff only have won this last chance. Like They basically have to win that game against Brighton. They really do, because they're five points behind... And Brighton have a game in hand. Yeah. yeah. So things are not good, but a win and everything changes yeah. if Cardiff win. Exactly. And now mo- moving on to this next game, we were talking about how once once you get relegated, the games you have left, you either go, you choose, there's two mentalities you can have. This is the negative mentality, uh, Huddersfield. They lost 4 0, and I'm pretty sure we perfect, got the perfect score prediction. Yeah, both we of us. both said 4 0. Um, it's kind of sad. It, it's very telling that we managed to predict how badly Huddersfield would be doing. Like, they look like they've just given up. They took a fat L today, yesterday against Spurs, 4 0. Lucas Moore, a hat trick, and a Victor Wanyama goal to boot. What do you have to say about Huddersfield? Well, I, I like what we're saying about the two different paths you can take once you've been already relegated. But for Huddersfield, I really just think it's simply quality. Yeah. Like this is a team that just can't compete with Tottenham. And it's, it's like a 4-0 defeat 
Yeah. That's the difference between these squads. Yeah, and what's happened since last season? Did they just not invest? It must that must be it because well, they, they made it Yeah, they didn't invest much in the squad. They're such a small club to be in the Premier League. Yeah. They really are. But that you know, you get into the and there's no real excuse for not spending money because just by being in the Premier League you get like two hundred million dollars just for being there. So that's just going straight into the owners' pockets or whoever owns Brighton, I'm not sure. But they have no excuse, really. So it's hard for me to feel sympathy. Sorry, Huddersfield. Um, but Bryson also, to be honest. Well, for Spurs, I mean, if we're looking at their side of things, they didn't screw this up at all. Yeah. Lucas Moore, a hat trick. Yeah, and they were all Filling very well-taken goals, to be fair. We should talk about Harry Kane after what yeah. happened midweek. Yeah, we will. How is that going to affect Spurs the rest of the way? Evidently not too much. Yeah, I mean, at least not against Huddersfield. Yeah. His, still have the quality. I mean, it, it's not Harry Kane's first injury. And historically, they haven't really struggled too much to find goals without him and today is a reaffirmation of that yeah they have like people who can somewhat replace his role on the field but sure. no one who's a pure number nine yeah sure like him. sure maybe in the big games you know um not sold what's his name Lorente is not Lorente, gonna be enough yeah. i mean he's but, still like a super sub yeah when you need those I mean, headers it's probably gonna be son and mora taking over those mm. attacking roles yeah uh, do you think they're gonna get champions league it looks like it Will Spurs finish yeah. top four? It looks like they're going to be okay. Yeah, it's still really tight. I think it's still it's, very tight. I think I'm going to have to say that it's going to be Chelsea and United missing out in top four. But I, I think Chelsea. I agree are going to be with fine. you. I agree with you at the moment, but I don't want to. I want to stretch just still how tight yeah, it fair. is. Every game. Yeah, no, matter, it's super it's tight. It's super way. tight. Um, now that's that. That Spurs game concluded an extremely eventful Saturday. But if that wasn't enough, we still had a game last Friday, and it was Leicester against Newcastle, and we both got this wrong, I'm pretty sure. I know I did. We both thought that Leicester were going to win, right? Yeah, it was uh, at the King Power Stadium. Mm -hmm. I thought they'd get it done. This is just such a fun matchup. I yeah, feel like Leicester great. playing so many teams is a fun matchup, as far as like those mid-table teams go. But Leicester-Newcastle signed me up, and... Newcastle were able to come away with it. Yep, with a very well-taken Jose Perez header yes, from a beautiful yes. cross. And um, Solomon Rondon had another great free kick that hit the bar. Yeah. Then Vardy had a chance to equalize late and couldn't couldn't find the net. Yeah, and it, it, you know I I paid I always pay attention to what Rafa Benitez has to say after his games because he's a particular he's a very experienced and manager and he's usually very stoic about what he says after the games and he seems to. Just every time, the one thing he always says, win or lose, is we need to sign players this summer. And he always says that because they have a particularly, I don't want to say disinterested, but let's just say ambivalent owner who is Mike Ashley, this this uh, rather obese English guy. Um, and I don't blame him because he's a great manager, but he needs he needs he needs investment. But it looks like Newcastle are going to be fine. Yeah, completely agree. Newcastle's trajectory, more than any other team, really does depend on investment. Yeah, with where the, absolutely. I mean, they can remain to be this team that survives comfortably but is in the bottom half of the table. Or with Rafa Benitez at the helm and some really good players in the squad, they can continue to move this thing forward. And yeah, and maybe do what Wolves are doing. I mean, we all know that Newcastle is a club of ma massive stature and dignity. So I think that the owner needs to dignify them by giving them the money they deserve instead of just pocketing it. But yeah. Agreed, agreed. agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, but still, you know, Rafa is, is getting the results that Newcastle need and looks like they're going to be once again safe. They're on, what, 39 points? 38 points? They're ne nearly at the magic number. Somewhere safe, They're yeah. essentially survived. And we also had a game on Monday, which I'm pretty sure Monday you... Monday night football. Monday night football. 
it was Chelsea hosting West Ham. A comfortable 2 0 win from our talisman, Eden Hazard, two goals. You were thinking of an upset, weren't you? Well, I went for a draw just because. Well, I don't know. I don't know why West Ham I still fancy somewhat in these types of fixtures. But, I mean, as an Eden Hazard, peak performance on Monday night. That first goal he scored, oh. slicing apart the defense, finishing it in the bottom Beautiful. corner. That was incredible. And then he took his second one well with a nice first touch. Yeah, West Ham is just a mid-table team right now. A lot of their players, I mean, how many guys do they have that are going to get better next year? That's like an interesting question for me with West Ham. I do, they're, they're all like early 30s, late 20s. Exactly, yeah. That's the team they've been putting out the last couple yeah. of seasons. Something's not working there because on paper their squad is too good to be not doing better. Basically attaining the Wolves standard. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what to make of West Ham, really. I mean, Pellegrini is a very accomplished manager, as we all know. There's something going on there, and it has been for a while. Yeah, I, I'm really not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and back to Chelsea. I mean, they dropped the three points today, but it's huge that they got those three at least. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I, I was never expecting a blowout, but I was definitely nervous about it because West Ham do have a reputation for beating us or taking points because they're a London rival. But yeah, yeah, anyway, we had... As if all this Premier League was not enough. We had some big, huge matches in the Champions League. So let's just start off with the one that happened on Wednesday. Man United were edged out by Barcelona, courtesy of a Luke Shaw own goal. 1-0. What are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, it's pretty funny. All the opinions I heard of this matchup were either United is going to shock the world and be like the perfect matchup yeah. for Barcelona, or Barcelona is going to kill them. Yeah. And this was, it was the, like middle the middle between those yeah, that no one yeah. was talking about. Barcelona showed that they were the better better team, I'd say, but United held right in there, and it's only a one 0 deficit. Yeah, I thought they were effective in in one. Th- the one thing that I thought they were really good at was preventing Barcelona from doing their classic, just tiki taka passing the ball wherever they want really quickly and efficiently. They were very effective in stopping that in the midfield. I don't think that's going to be a necess- sufficient in the next week, but yeah, I was encouraged. Um, it was. The really funny moment was when when Chris Smalling demolished Messi, and I was like, "Wow, that was a bit of a statement." And he had to like go off covered in blood. Yeah, um, even Messi <laughs> bleeds. Um, yeah, even the gods bleed. Yeah, I mean, we can praise United for playing pretty well against a top side in the world, but either way, they're down one nil, yeah. heading to the away leg. And you're still United. If you want to be treated like United are historically treated, you need to act like United. And. It's going to be incredibly tough, but we can't say we haven't seen it before, given what just happened against yeah. PSG in yeah. the round of 16. That's true. Pretty similar situation, except they were down 2-0. Yeah, and the rhetoric coming out of the Man United camp post-match has been like, remember rem- remember Paris. That's yeah. basically been their rhetoric. So hope, that's probably what they're aiming for, an, attrition, an, an attritional game. Um, how about the Liverpool game? Presumably you must be pretty satisfied. It was a comfortable 2-0 win. Yeah, it, they did what they were supposed to do against the likes of Porto. No offense to any Porto fans listening. Sure, but the record isn't great against Liverpool as of late, so no, it's not. It can be forgiven for saying that. <laughs> they got it done at home. Let's see what they do on the road. Hopefully, they hold on and avoid a catastrophic yeah. exit, early exit from the Champions League. Yeah. It was a nice, nice little um, Firmino, a signature Firmino goal as well, which I appreciate. The no look, yeah, the, the no, no look. look. <laughs> and Cater again. He's been having. He's been in a streak of good form recently, hasn't he? And yeah. he, he was good today, even though he got subbed off. Mm-hmm. I think that was tactical, though. 
Do you think he's worthy of a starting berth now? I think it's either him or Wijnaldum. Who would you choose? Because they're playing a similar role. I agree that I like what Kate is doing right now. You choose him over Wijnaldum? It's a tough question. Mm. It's a very tough That's, question. It's supposed I to be think tough. I think better... I don't know. It's really tough. I like what they're both doing. I like yeah. both players a lot. So you're feeling comfy for the return leg in the drag owl? I am feeling comfy. Hopefully that comfort's I mean, well placed. All you got to do is play sensibly and you should be fine. Liverpool aren't showing yeah. any signs to me that they're going to mess this up. Mm. From what I, from yeah. how they've been playing recently. No, Liverpool are looking extremely mature, especially after that Chelsea game. What about this Spurs City game? I feel like it was... I don't want to say that it was a damp squib, as in we it wasn't as exciting as we were expecting, because that would be narrow-minded, but I did expect more goals. It was only a 1-0 win, courtesy of Hungman Son. Yeah, shutting um, out City is pretty big feat. Yeah, it's a huge achievement, at which Spurs are traditionally not good at. And it involves Hugo Lloris' penalty save on Aguero. Oh, yeah. That was a huge <laughs> moment in the match. And yeah, Hungman Son with the winner, that play where he kept it in bounds and City's yeah. just screaming that it... Cross the touchline when it didn't. It clearly didn't on replay, and Sun slotted it under Ederson. Yeah. I have um, a fun, a fun stat which the City fans out there are not going to like. In the Champions League, since Sergio Aguero's debut in 2010, he has no other player has missed more penalties in the Champions League than he has. So I just wanted to let all you City fans out there know that that's a that's a stat which you cannot avoid. Well, the other side of that's how many is he's scored, but. We're not talking Probably about that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess the big question is just it for Spurs. Is 1-0 at home enough? I'm going to say probably not. I think everyone's expecting City to show up and assert their dominance yeah. in the second leg at home. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, they've got to score first. If they score first in the Etihad in Manchester, then they have a great chance. But I think if they don't score first, then it's just going to go downhill from there. Scoring one goal might be enough yeah. due to the away goal that they would get from that it's going to be fun yeah it's going to be very fun and it's crazy that it's next week as well so exciting and um even the europa league had some interesting games let's let's just start with the chelsea game if i may it was a pretty uneventful game but we managed to sneak a last minute winner from a courtesy of Giroud. so you know we got the away goal not really much else to be said there i suspect that the return leg at the bridge will be routine let's move on to the arsenal game Arsenal actually won 2-0, and it looked like it was pretty comfy. It's surprising, considering they've been pretty poor in first legs in the Europa League so far. They have to come back from a deficit every time. Yeah, I love how they only play badly against crappy teams, and then they play well against good teams. That's a a unique Arsenal trait. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the Europa League. The English teams usually do very well. But, I mean, 2-0 over Napoli, it's not a small feat for Arsenal. No, I would say it's impressive. Yeah. I agree completely. How did Prague look in that game against Chelsea? Um, did they look threatening at all? I mean, they did. They had a lot of shots, but it was, you know, the pitch looked pretty crap. Any um, player on the pitch that I that I know on Prague? No. <laughs> okay. No, no. It, I mean, in their own right, they're a good team. They're like the best team in Czechoslovakia, but... Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. The Czech Republic. But, you know, it's Chelsea against a Czech Republic team. It's only going to go one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Arsenal were at home for that, right? Yeah, they were at yeah, home. So they have to go to Napoli. They haven't secured anything yet. Yeah, and that place is a real arena. Yeah. And this is Carlo Ancelotti we're talking about. He's not a fool. He's no spring chicken. I think that Napoli are going to play them into the dirt. 
I wouldn't be surprised if oh, yeah. they managed to claw some goals back. I think it's going to be a thriller. So that looks like it's all the games we this for the past week. So we're going to be back. We're going to be out out for a quick break, and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Prem Lads. Let's get let's get stuck into our awards, shall we? Um, so my player of the week is going to be Lucas Mora because he had a pretty much like you couldn't have created a more perfect hat trick. All the goals were beautiful finishes against Huddersfield. That's me done. Who's your player of the week? Well, I agree. I think Lucas Mora is killing it right now. I really like what he's doing with Spurs. Yeah, a transfer he- that may have like. I don't know, he was on PSG for so long, by the time he got here, maybe he'd lost some of those legs. That he, yeah. he used to be just such a fast young player. I mean, he's still young, that's the crazy part. He's yeah. still like 25. Yeah. And his his transfer was in the January window last last um, last season, and it, he kind of just snuck in under the radar. And I, I always have to respect anyone who can just quietly and patiently sit on the bench mm-hmm. for game after game, and then just come on and play like, it, like nothing happened. Like yeah, he's, definitely. I'm thinking to, back to like FIFA 14 or 15, and yeah. he was just like insanely fast and amazing. Um, I agree. Another, <clears throat> excuse me, another option we can throw out is Nathan Redmond, who got yes. a brace for Southampton. Okay, yeah, no, he he's been in good form recently. He also scored two nice finishes. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he scored recently as well. So I can definitely get on board with that. Who's your Who's your team of the week? Well, transition. I'll go with Southampton. Okay. I feel like I was very tempted to go with Liverpool, given that they did cross or beat this final hurdle, as yeah. we were saying, which I'm not trying to get ahead of myself. I realize there's multiple games left, but this yeah. was their hardest game remaining it on paper. It was the highest hurdle And they left. were able to clear it. But you're yeah. going with Southampton? Southampton, just... This is like the culmination of the great run they've been on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, and I s- like this, with this game officially, they are all but safe. Yeah, they deserve credit for being able to pull themselves out of the... The relegation mm-hmm. zone and it's wolves they beat even the wolves are out of form right now it's, it's still wolves it's still a team that's been great all season yeah, it's the, yeah no it's still the they're still the best of the rest mm-hmm. in my opinion and they looked very good the goals yeah. they scored so i'm i'm on southampton this week oh yeah team su- of the week. super super unfavored that i went for bournemouth actually because you mentioned earlier they have not been great away from home and they came to brighton and just wiped the floor with them so brighton is my team of the week and i think not brighton Sorry, not Brighton. <laughs> the opposite Bournemouth. of Brighton. Bournemouth. Yeah. Brighton are the opposite of my yes. team of the week. Um, so, yeah, my goal of the week is actually, as I love to admit, it's actually going to be Salah's goal it against is? Chelsea. Because it was just so unexpected. Like, I didn't see it coming. I don't think anyone else saw it coming in the stadium. I Probably it was just him that saw it coming. So, you know, not much else to say there. Anyone who watched it realizes, well, well you got to watch it. If uh, you're picking it as goal of the week, you know I am too. Oh, yeah. Mo Salah. 25 yards out about that's what i want to say just what a strike. it was definitely outside of the box what a strike and what a celebration too busted that one out i'm doing it right now yeah it was i'm doing it right it was a great celebration and presumably it was a reference to him being the pharaoh Uh, my lvp is going to be anthony knockout because that tackle he made against the the uh, bournemouth player was just so bad it was terrible and, and it, yeah, I have the same thing. And it was it was preemptive as well. Like it was it was like premeditated because he took like a run up and he took like a little jump and then he jumped again into the tackle with both feet. It seemed like he already saw his team was falling apart and he didn't want to. But play it was the rest of it, it was just pointless though because it was the guy the Bournemouth player that was running for the ball was running the exact opposite direction to the goal. He was running towards the t- to the to the flagpole. He, there was it was completely unnecessary. 
And you're not even a defender, mate. Like, why are you diving in like yeah, that? It was without a doubt a straight red. Um, and he's, yeah, he's the obvious pick for me, his least valuable player. Wow. And we, I mean, we, are we agreeing that Brighton's least valuable team? No, actually. My really? LBT I'll just, is different. I'll just go first. And say, well, actually, I have more Brighton to talk about as you go through these. They kind of swept my least but, valuable awards this week. Yeah, I mean, I can see where you're coming from because they, they have a game in hand. And there was a point where they had two games in hand. And they weren't against big teams, and they had a they had the opportunity to just doom Cardiff, and they didn't. And now they're back in it. So well, for, I can yeah, I mean I it's like advice. regardless of team or context or anything, this they just those eleven just played so bad today or yeah. yesterday on Saturday. Yeah, no, I can. Well, see who, that. who are you going for? I'm going for Huddersfield as my least valuable team because you know again there is two ways you can go once you've been relegated. You can play with dignity for your last games in the Premier League. Or you can just do what Huddersfield did, which is just bend over and allow every remaining team to just spank them mercilessly. And that's what they did when they went to Spurs' new stadium. So, yeah, that's it. For me, Bryson's definitely... I can understand why you chose it, but Huddersfield, for me, is just the LVT of the season, Yeah. arguably. Well, actually, actually, that's a good question. Who would be LVT of the season? Would it be Fulham or would it be Huddersfield? Because Huddersfield... In hindsight, they they were always going to get relegated, but Fulham, it could have been avoided very easily. So you know, it's kind of yeah, it's a good me. question. Um, say for example, Fulham play well the rest of the way, then they're definitely the least valuable team because they screwed it up yeah, so much the whole season <laughs> when they had this potential. Um, least valuable goal for me is. So I th- I'm going with the first goal that Bournemouth scored against Brighton. I could choose anyone from that Brighton match because they were Very all true. just so they easy. Were no one around the player, just simple training ground finish, one-on-one with the goalkeeper. The first one, though, was when they were even strength and they still opened up like it was Germany-Brazil. Yeah, 7-1. it was completely unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know, Brighton. You're, you're probably going to survive, but... You don't want. You don't deserve to. You don't survive. need to make this close. They've been fine all season, not looking like they were gonna really get relegated, and now they're flirting with it. Yeah, so. I yeah, I personally still think if I if I had to, I'm not a betting person, but if I had to bet on who would be relegated, I probably wouldn't bet on them. But still, yeah, you're right. They shouldn't be like flirting with it like they are. My least valuable goal is actually the Gabriel Jesus goal, not because it was a bad goal on his part, but because. Crystal Palace, Wan Bissaka in particular, who was actually being praised as perhaps perhaps going to United, just showed that he's still got a lot to learn. He basically just passed it to a City player. He like tried to pass and it like directly at a City player right in front of him. It bounced into I'm pretty sure it was De Bruyne's feet, and then he just fed Jesus for the goal, and it was just completely pointless. Yeah, it was a weird one because City had the three v two counterattack going the other way, where everything opened up, but. Palace didn't even make them like work for it. De Bruyne just had to make one pass to his yeah, left, like yeah, it was, it before was they even pressured him. And, embarrassingly easy. And Jesus like actually just walked it into the net, basically. Yeah, so that's simple. why that's my yeah. LVG because it was just so unnecessary and it was just they were asleep. And you shouldn't do that in the Premier League. It doesn't usually happen. And I guess that's why it's shocking when it does happen. So that's that's our awards gone. Let's get stuck into the outrageous amount of football we have coming up next or week. Do we have a uh, a little update before. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it's something what, we haven't done in a while. Let's, yeah. Do you want Do you want to tell us what's going on in the championship? Yeah, right now? we got to check in. It's been a few weeks, so we have about six games left for everyone in the championship. 
and then we know the playoffs are coming yeah. that we're so excited for. So looks like Norwich are going to win, right? Norwich are four points clear at the moment. If right. they hold on to this, they will lock up the top spot. And Leeds in number two. Leeds United, they are looking to lock up an automatic spot also. They're three points ahead of Sheffield United. Okay. I already love the two teams that yeah. are definitely coming back. I'm already loving that. So the, the four teams in the playoff spots as it stands, Sheffield United in third, West Brom in fourth, and Sheffield's like six points clear of West Brom. They're closer to an automatic spot than dropping in the playoff rankings. Um, so West Brom fourth, Aston Villa's in fifth, and Bristol City in sixth. Okay, so it's look. So overall, like everyone that could realistically get into the Premier League next season, I'm loving all of it. Yeah, everything's new and fresh, and I'm super excited about Leeds coming back. Yeah, I. That's a legendary famous Premier League club right there. I like Norwich. It, given yes, given, Norwich that, as well. given that Leeds is a famous Premier League club, I'm excited to see them back because it's been so, so long, long for them. West so Brom long. I've always liked. I wouldn't mind seeing them yeah, bounce why right not? back up. Why not? Sheffield United and Bristol City. I'm not really sure what Yeah, they're kind of, of like unknown entities. Yeah, and just to finish up, right outside the top six, Middlesbrough is one point back of Bristol City, but Bristol City do have a game in hand. Okay. Derby County, led by Frank Lampard, mm-hmm. as we know. They're two points back. Hull is five points back, and from there we kind of drift into mid-table range with Sheffield Wednesday and Nottingham Forest, who I accidentally called Tottenham Forest. Tottenham Forest. <laughs> Tottenham Forest. Tottenham, Tottenham Forest, yeah. And Nottingham They're Hotspur. Too- Honestly, Nottingham Hotspur. Nottingham Hotspur, Nottingham Hotspur, Hotspur sounds pretty cool. I'm Tottenham Forest and Nottingham Hotspur. Yeah. Alternate history. So okay. that's how the championship's looking. We will continue to track oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. And suffice to, to say, finish. once the playoffs come around, we're going to be giving a lot of time to those games because those are, like, huge stake games. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand, like, the magnitude of yeah, those games. we've been trying to hammer at home. Especially from the owner's perspective. Like, you're about to just massively increase your revenue just by winning this game. Like, it must be so, so tense for the owners. So we actually have a huge game tomorrow in the Premier League. We've got Watford hosting Arsenal. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen there? Do you think Arsenal are going to slip up? Because, honestly, Watford are hot right now. And it's a London derby, so anything could happen. Yeah, I'm kind of doubting my prediction in the moment. I said, I don't know if this is a shock or not, a shock to say that Arsenal won't drop points. I went for 2-1 Arsenal, even really? though it's at Watford. I'm going for the opposite. Yeah. I think Watford are going to win. I just think that they're so hot right now. And they'll be feeling so good after beating Wolves, which no one expected them to do in the FA Cup last season, last weekend, sorry. Yeah, so Watford didn't even play. This is their first game since then. Yeah, so they're going to have loads of rest. I'm going for an upset, dude, because... And I know that's partially because I want it to be that. That's what I want the result to be. But I actually believe that that's what the result's going to be. So, I think it very much could be. Yeah. I'm doubting my prediction. We'll see. Mm. Well, we have another... On the Champions League match day, we also have a Premier League game, which is going to be huge for the players yeah, it's kind of disappointing it's at the same time yeah well i mean i'm gonna have them on i'm gonna have both on at the yeah. same time brighton are hosting cardiff and if cardiff lose this game they won't i'm pretty sure they won't be relegated that day will they but no, we did the basically math. we did done. the math they won't be over they won't be done for yet but, but it will be out of their hands the, it, the hole that they'd be in would be yeah i mean huge it's technically already out of their hands yeah, it's out of their hands but when it comes to relegation battle it's like if you win a couple games it's it makes yeah. a big difference yeah. to, the, to your opponents as well. So I would strongly recommend anyone listening to to tune in. Get the Barcelona United game on one screen and then get this game up on your phone because 
We're going to see some fireworks, I think. It's going to be a huge game. <laughs> well, given, given the hype you just put for it, you might not like my prediction. What are you going to predict? That I went for nil-nil at, really? at Brighton. I think Brighton know that they just need a draw to basically assure safety. That's unless true. Unless crazy things are going to happen. And, yeah, it was like last week I was saying that there's no nil-nils in the Premier League this season. I can't even remember the last time. Me so either. I picked Brighton Bournemouth to be nil-nil, and we saw how that turned out. But, I'm yeah. going for nil-nil here, just given the... It's going to be 5 nil. All the pressure's on Cardiff, because Cardiff have yeah. to win. They basically have to win the game. Yeah, they have to. But that's why I think it's going to be 2-1 Cardiff. I think Cardiff are going to win and just make this re- this relegation battle a little more interesting. Um, I only have my gut to run off that basis. Well, you've liked Cardiff this year in our predictions. They have been... The thing is, like, if you look at the stats, Neil Etheridge has a lot of clean sheets compared to other teams. Um, so that's why I'm going for it. Saturday is looking pretty spicy. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six games going on on Saturday. Let's start with the Man City game versus Spurs. It's the biggest game. What do you think is going to happen here? And try not to use what you're hoping is going to happen here. Try and be objective. Well, it's kind of weird to say what I think will happen in this one, given that they're playing in the same stadium, same two teams earlier in the week. Yeah. But as far as the Premier League fixture goes on Saturday, and I'm going 1-1. Wow. I'm picking that Tottenham... I think steal a point. Yeah, in I the think NCAA. so. I think that's going to happen as well. I'm I'm going for a little more goals. I'm going for two two. But yeah, after that performance against Huddersfield, it looks like Spurs are really firing all cylinders right now, and they will be desperate to win that. I guess it also the result midweek is on Wednesday in that stadium is going to affect the result as well. Yeah, that usually tends to be the case when two teams play each other in different comps in the same week. Definitely. It'll definitely have an effect. And what I chose for the other game kind of impacts what I chose. Yeah, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. What do you have? What's the next game we've got? we got Bournemouth hosting Fulham. Yeah. I think Bournemouth are going to win this comfortably, but I think Fulham are going to score as well. I'm going 3-1 Fulham Bournemouth. always score as well, even when they lose. Yeah, they That's do. That's my theory. Yeah, they don't usually not reply to a spanking. What do you, so what's, what's the score you're going for then? <laughs> I went for 2-1 Bournemouth. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I can see that. I think Bournemouth are doing well right now, so I, that's why I went for 3-1. I think they're going to get the goals, just like we saw and yesterday. 3-1 is the classic Fulham score. Yeah. It's the Fulham score. Yeah, what about um, Huddersfield hosting Watford? Do you think more of the same? I think so. I mean, yeah, I don't want to overthink it at this yeah. point. I yeah. went for 3-0. Yeah, I think, the, I think a lot of these fixtures, when you come to the end of the season, a lot of them are very binary there's not really a middle ground that you can predict. Um, I'm I'm going to go ahead and assume that Watford do the business here and just pour more misery on Huddersfield and their desolate fans. Yeah, and I'm also thinking maybe Watford will need a big bounce back after a potentially disappointing result yeah. against Arsenal. We'll yeah. see. I think result, regardless of that result, they'll be wanting to win. They'll be wanting to score. Like yeah. If they lose, they'll feel embarrassed. If they win, they'll be like, fuck yeah, we're going to go mess up another uh, a crappy team. By the name of Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah. So I, what's, what score did you go for? I'm going for 3 1. Okay. What about you? I said 3 0. 3 0. Okay. Yeah. Poor Huddersfield. Yeah. Um, so I think that this next game is going to be really hard for us to predict. I, West Ham are hosting Leicester. Leicester, on the one hand, they've had some disappointing results, but it's still Brendan Rodgers. He's doing really good things here. And I think long term, he's going to do some really good stuff. 
So it's hard for me to predict. What what, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, these are two teams that I've had, I mean, maybe some trouble with as far as our predictions go. Yeah, both like have Lester had results. Like drop a game at home, but yeah. they get a nice win on the road. And Fulham, I'm not really sure what they're doing right now. So I'm just, given that, I'm just going to call this the thriller of the week. Really? Yeah, I'm going for a West Ham 3-2 to two really? victory. Really? Really? Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm Chicharito go- winner. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because both teams have had disappointing results. You know, West Ham have lost two in a row to big teams. And uh, obviously we know what's been going on with Leicester. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to go with West Ham 2-1. I think, I, think, I think Leicester will score because they have the quality to do so, but I think they'll lose again. So it's good to see we're on the agreement there. What about what about Wolves versus Brighton? Wolves are hosting them at the Molyneux. Do you think Wolves are going to bounce back? I think so. I agree, yeah. Do you think they're going to bounce back in style, or do you think it's going to be like a tough one? Because Brighton, obviously, are going to come there fighting regardless of what happens in their midweek They'll come fixture. fighting, especially if they lose the card. Yeah, especially then if they all lose. the pressure will be on. I went for 2-1. to one. Not a spanking really? or anything, but uh, Wolves win. Mm. Wolves get all three points. Yeah, I'm just putting the permutations through my head, and I, I just think Wolves are going to bounce back from this, from the Southampton game, and regardless of what happens to Brighton, I mean, we know they're going to be playing really well. I just think Wolves are going to be too good. It's going to be three nil. I don't think. I think having Knockout out because obviously he's going to be banned for a couple of games for that straight red he got yesterday. I think that that's going to really dent Brighton's ability to score goals. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm going. I 3-0. do agree with that. Yeah, he's a big part of their attacking. Mm-hmm formula yeah i yeah you're predicting more disaster for brighton i just i just because you love a good relegation race i, I love a good relegation race but i i just think that the the bournemouth game is very very telling about brighton's limitations right now they're severe even at home i just don't have any faith in them doing well away from home could be it could be yeah especially against someone who's gonna bring the game to them like wolves what about what about Newcastle? They're hosting Southampton on Saturday, and um, that's two teams that are clearly fine. They're going to be safe, so they don't really have that much to play for except pride. What What do you think is going to happen here? I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals. Yeah, I went for two 0 Newcastle at home. Yeah, Southampton coming off this big win. Maybe they'll drift back to yeah. I went for one a little bit. Yeah, same. Are you on the same side with Newcastle? Yeah, Newcastle win one 0 They don't seem to really spank any teams. They just seem to score a goal and then just dig mm-hmm. their heels yeah, in. Yeah, I expect to see Solomon Rondon get back on the yeah. score sheet. Maybe a brace in that game. What about Sunday? We've got a quite a spicy little Sunday. Everton are hosting Man United. Do you think Everton are going to continue doing what they do when they host big teams, just grind out a one 0 win? Because that's what you I kind of have to think so, right? Yeah. Did you go for one nil? Yeah, I went for one nil, and it's not just because I'm just looking at the patterns. It's that, and also I just don't think United are in good form right now. I think they're going to drop points. I yeah, really do. it's an interesting one. I well, Everton's been getting wins in these last few fixtures that are similar at Goodison Park. I went for a one-one draw yeah. this time. I think Everton maybe brought down a little bit from that Fulham defeat sure. that was not a good performance no, it was and United not like you said aren't really flying high right now either United have much more to play for in this one but Everton's going to play well I think oh, yeah so I went for 1-1 mm. and I think it's also very important to keep in mind that Everton are going to have a whole week of resting whereas Barcelona they're going to be in Barcelona and they're going to be playing a huge game regardless of the result they're going to be exhausted not just from traveling but also from playing against Barcelona in camp now, I think that's going to be 
that's going to play into Everton's hands for sure, and that's why I'm going with this 1-0. Definitely, definitely. I think a win, an Everton win or a yeah. draw are both, both very possible. Mm. Going to be a very tough match yeah. for United. Exactly. And what do you think about um, Arsenal? They're hosting Crystal Palace on Sunday as well. Do you think it's just going to be a routine game for them? They're going to be. I don't think so. I'm going for much less than yeah. routine. I mean, chances are they're going to be coming back from a very tough game in Naples. True. So, I'm still going with the two. They're going to be comfortable, and it's going to be two nil. I'm actually going for a two to two draw. Oh. I think this is a game where Palace might score okay. the first two or All this right. first one, and. I think it's a game where Arsenal have to fight back for the draw, where like Palace jump on them early mm. instead of like a Palace equalizer. Yeah. I to think it'll be Arsenal behind. You have to find a way to get yeah. the point. To be fair, I, in, to, to your defense, it has been a while since the Palace attackers have actually had a good game. I mean, obviously, last game, what today's game wasn't great. And the game before, I'm pretty sure they didn't have much luck. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, Zaha hasn't been popping up as much as he was yeah. a couple months ago. And I'm sure they'll love going to Arsenal. You know, It's just down the road from where they are. In London. Yeah, I think Palace will be up for mm. this one. What about Cardiff hosting hosting you guys, Liverpool? Comfortable? Comfortable. How comfortable? How could I not say comfortable? <laughs> How I, comfy? Went, I went for 3-0. I think they're definitely going to bring the game to you. Neil Warnock is no, is no fool and no spring chicken either. I think he'll be preparing to frustrate you guys for sure. But I'm still going with 3-0. I think regardless of what he can do... what Too much quality for Liverpool. Too much quality for Neil Warnock to, to plan away. I think they'll definitely make it tricky, though. I think it'll be a tough start, but I think you'll get you'll deliver the goods ultimately for sure. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. So that is all the Premier League games we have. But as we mentioned earlier, we have these second legs of the Champions League quarterfinals coming up. So let's just talk about what we've got on Tuesday. We've got Barca United and we've got Juve Ajax. We're going to do Juve and Ajax the courtesy of bringing it up, seeing as it's quarterfinal. But let's just talk about this United game. What do you think is going to happen? This is going to be really hard to predict. I think. Yeah, I'm going for another 1-0. I'm not sure if that makes sense entirely, but... a Barcelona 1-0? Yeah. I'm thinking, like, that's how this fixture play out. Barcelona goes 1-0 at Old Trafford, gets the 1-0 at... Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be that, or they're going to just smack... I know, exactly, because... Well, yeah, I I don't know. I don't feel like United's going to get smacked, because they can... Because we did see what they did in the first Yeah. I think they'll be really hyped for it as but well. But basically, I'm not expecting a repeat of United Paris. PSG. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's reasonable. I'm going for a 2-1 Barcelona win. I did just say that they'll either win 1-0 or they'll get smacked, but I think it doesn't necessarily <laughs> contradict yeah. that previous statement. I think, yeah, I think United might get a goal. But ultimately, I think their Champions League ride is at, an, at a close, unfortunately. What about this Juventus game? Do you think Juventus is going to win? Do you think you've, you've yeah? So, are you surprised that Ajax got a point from the first leg? Not a point. In hindsight, a draw I mean, if you back. they dominated the game in terms of in terms of the stats, they had all the shots, they had all the possession. They didn't have Ronaldo though. They did save Juventus. Yeah, yeah, they did have Ronaldo. Um, I still think that Ajax are going to give them a fight, but I think Juventus are going to have the quality and the will to just keep to get the win. I think it'll be like two 0 I went for two one. Mm. I don't think. I don't know how close it'll feel. I'm kind of seeing like maybe Ajax scores a first goal early. Like Ajax might get one in the first 10 minutes and people might start to panic. But then from there, Juventus comfortable yeah, with 2-1. Maybe. I, if Ajax does it again, that'd be incredible. Absolutely incredible. If they knock off Real Madrid and Juventus, 
Yeah, that'd be, be wild. insane. They'd be real contenders. How yeah. could they and not be? And then they'd play City or Spurs, right? The winner. I'm pretty sure. That's why. Why wouldn't they play? Uh... No, I'm just. I'm... Oh yeah, because they already have the bracket. Yeah, I forget. Yeah, they have the brackets already. I, yeah, I'm, you're right. You're right. I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup because either either all the permutations of whoever wins City Spurs and whoever wins Ajax Juventus creates an awesome semi-final. So I'm psyched. What about Porto? Are you? We talked about this earlier in the show, but it sounds like you're pretty comf- you're not feeling too worried about this return leg in Portugal, right? I I'm not worried, and like I said, I hope that's the right judgment. I mean, this is two years in a row Liverpool Porto have been matched up at some point in the knockout yeah. round. Porto haven't looked threatening yet. No, through three games. I mean, hell, it was five nil in Porto. Yeah. Last time you went to Portugal, I know. Was so Mane I'm was gonna just a I'm gonna go for Liverpool three one. Really? Yeah. I'm going for two one Liverpool. I think Porto are going to be better prepared this time around. What about... This is the big one. This, this is yeah. the one where we really have to make a call. I honestly... I don't... I think this is going to be the easiest of the predictions. When when we look back on it with hindsight, I think it's going to be the easiest of the predictions. I think Man City are just going to blow them away. I think it's going to be 3-0. I, I do believe that. I just don't know. Sid, or Spurs are no Schalke. No, they're no Schalke, but they're they were Spurs. Able to turn it around no, so easily. They're not Schalke, they're Spurs, which is a whole different thing. <laughs> I know, I know. And no Harry Kane. It's going to be incredibly difficult. I mean, I'm, maybe I sound like I'm picking Spurs. I'm going for City 2-0. Yeah. But I just... Like, if Spurs get one goal, mm-hmm. that that could be all it takes. Yeah, no, I don't if they know score... if City... Because then City would have to score three, and I don't know if they're yeah. doing it. And they have looked nervous in this stage of the competition the past two seasons, which is very weird, but it's just how it is. I, yeah, I still just think it's more likely that they just blow them away. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I think that City are going to win the Champions League game on Tuesday. Sorry, excuse me, on Wednesday. And then Spurs are going to take points from that's them. That's exactly what on, I was thinking Saturday. when I made my Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's what's going to happen, mate. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, for the Champions League game, it's like, I don't know, maybe the expectation is that City, being only one goal down, yeah. get it done at home. But I really think it's like 50-50. I'm picking City, but I think it's really 50-50. Because if Spurs get that goal, like that could be all they need. Mm, I think it's more like 65-35 in City's favor. Well, it's going to be fun. That's all yeah. we know. Yeah, oh, guys, totally will recommend watching this game. It's going to be a seriously great game. And who does that leave as our semifinals, given our predictions? Would that be Barcelona, Liverpool, and City-Juventus? Yeah. Yep. What a wow. final four that would be. Dude, Barcelona, Liverpool. I think I couldn't name a better matchup. I that's the matchup I want to see so badly, and it's gonna happen by the looks of it. That would likely. be touch wood. It's gonna happen, and that's gonna be. I'm just warning you guys. You're gonna want to listen to the podcast for that game because that's gonna be. <laughs> well, the, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Now. I know. I'm not. I don't want to get ahead of before ourselves too much. It's United, yeah, sure. But United Porto that we're previewing <laughs> a week from now. No, no. But guys, seriously though. Liverpool, Barcelona, I couldn't think of a more delicious, exciting, tantalizing matchup. Because that's a team that can really bring Barcelona to and the sword Coutinho and expose. and Suarez both coming back to Anfield. Let's just, I, I, know, I know what time is ticking here, but let's just think about this like on paper. I just don't think that Barcelona's defense, if Liverpool are playing perfectly, I don't think Barcelona's defense is good enough to stop them. I, I do not. Well, so do you Liverpool defense over Barcelona defense? Would you Barcelona, say that? Oh, um, 
if Massive isn't playing, if it's like... Well, Madip's going to play. No, no. Come on, dude. Please. I Milner, Milner has to play. Point. No, I, I want Milner's. If it's Milner and Van Dyke centre-backs, and then Arnold and Robertson, I think you, I wouldn't be worried. If those guys don't mess up, if they're playing well, but I yeah, don't think... Yeah, and Fabinho's done well back there, too. Yeah, and then you have Fabinho sweeping up in the midfield. I, I, I wouldn't be that worried, to be honest. Well, I think I can reserve the right to say Barcelona-Liverpool... I'm not making any predictions yet, given that, I mean, man, that would be, it, like you're saying, that would be absolutely Just incredible like, fixture. Imagine, I have no idea. Imagine, like, if if that was the matchup, and then they came to, to Barcelona came to Anfield, and you guys just blew them away like you did Roma or City last season, that would be like, a, I think that would just be a watershed moment, because that would be like, all right, Liverpool are one of the best teams in the world right now, and no one can deny it. So that's why I'm hoping that's that's what that's what happens with this Champions League. But anyway, the opposite's possible too. Yeah, Barcelona could true. come into Anfield and just show them up. up. Yeah, Chelsea are playing Prague. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it'll probably be a, just a formality. I think we're going to win three nil. I don't know about you. I'm guessing you probably put like two one or something. It's at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. It up. I'll just throw down 3 nil as well. 3-0? All right, that's yeah. what I've been doing for all these Chelsea <laughs> random Europe, Europa League matches. Yeah. What about Napoli-Arsenal? I think Napoli are going to win 2-1, and they're going to go through. Oh, that's what I said too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2-1's not enough to... It's a Napoli win, but Arsenal still go through. That's kind of what I think will happen. Right, yeah. I'm being dumb. Sorry. Um, yeah, no. I think that's reasonable. Well... It's been a long episode. We've talked about a lot of stuff, but I a lot of great stuff is yeah. happening. It's been fun. But the crazy part is next week. Basically, from now on, every week gets more and more circumstantial. I mean, it's like more and more important and meaningful. So keep on, keep on, keep an eye out, guys. Yeah, and with our predictions, we forgot to say this earlier, but you're still winning. I got one point back. Over last week, yeah, I, I almost got forgot. Six point so advantage scores on the doors. Chard, the prem lads scoring. Chard got ten points this week. I got nine. So the top scores are forty-nine for Chard, fifty-five for me. So we'll see. Well, I just want to end the episode by saying this. What the season one of prem lads, prem lads derby goes yeah. to Liverpool. Yep, we'll it's see gone how to you, Liverpool. We'll see how you fare next year in the next one. Yep, and but I got the first one. I'm doing the most solid celebration to celebrate. <laughs> All right, Prem Lads episode eight. Signing out. See you guys.